Wow. I'll never drink another beer. Beer here. I'll take ten. I want to mention two stouts just because I'm a big Grim and Finback boy. The Grim Double Negative. We've talked about it before. That was one of the first big ones. I remember Tony, you know, bestowed upon us and... That was a big boy flavor experience. And then one that we were lucky to have and probably shouldn't be talked about in this episode, but the Finback BQE, which they just released another, oh, uh, their, their latest one. That's so an amazing good. stout. And you can't find it. You can't yeah. find it. The fact that that was in Distro when it was is incredible to me because like that was like, well-made beer first off but it was like kind of the beginnings of like uh uh man titty stouts you know what i mean like before they went full cup before they went full cup they were like barrel aged and delicious and like just adjuncts oh man what a great beer yeah i um in on the single cut to start heavy boots of lead um yes so good that was definitely one specifically um, specifically the rye barrel aged i don't know if i don't remember which ones i've had i'm sure you know we've had probably a handful um i don't remember what i just there it's a good beer you know it's all i (laughs) i haven't had it in years to be honest um and saying the bqe is that brought back actually a, a, a memory for me. And I didn't get this in distro, but I remember one day when I was working at Trillium, uh, occasionally JC would be like, I'm clearing out my cellar and just like bring cases of beer into the office. And I remember I snagged a BQE and we drank it like that night at one of the, the beer shares. It was an apple brandy barrel. Oh, and wow. it was, that's, I don't think I've had one since that actually. Um, and that's such an incredible beer. Um, in terms of ones actually from distro that I remember seeking out uh, and really going back like four plus years to our original beer shares. I remember we always went after the night shift vice series. Um, And I, uh, I have such fond memories of those. I mean, if we got a funky Buddha, like the ones we had talked about earlier in this episode, those for sure. And uh, the double negative also for me was one that, that stuck out big time. Like yeah. actually Grimm in general, the pop series, um, oh, yes. they, they had a lot that, um, that we, we drank a lot of them back in the day. Back when those beers came in bottles, anytime they came through, we'd always get them no matter what. And the bottles were sick. Like the, the labels were beautiful and, and we would just, we, we'd pick up anything and they were always bombers and they were always fantastic and we love them oh man i can't even believe you brought up the vices but like what we used to go hard on sours so like it started with the with the night shift vices and it went into the pop series with Grimm, and they they also had um um they had some other series that we dived into uh, that were specifically yeah. sours as well but i remember something that we used to look out for all the time and this was like me and justin and even you tom almanac brewing yes. they used to make like these like little 350s that were like insane and they were so, Far- so farmer's good. reserve yeah something we, like that we, any anytime we found farmer's reserves we would freak out and also two two other like sour breweries were crooked stave 
anytime we could find any of their like barrel series or their like intense fruit series we'd get and then do you guys remember when we were like a little bit obsessed with truve this might have been a me thing yes no, no i do remember that t-r-v-e yes yeah from colorado and like anytime we found them i'd just be like i found this one and uh <laughs> I, I thought I'd put this on here just because, like, sadly, they have died. But really? do you guys remember Do you remember Mystic? Yeah. Oh, Mystic yeah. is dead. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I remember. That's too bad. Sad. Well, when I first, when we first got into the game, they used to be in Distro. They used to have bottles. And they used to do, like, really interesting, weird beers. I think that's why and they then, didn't survive. It, well, well, then they transitioned to, like... Nipa's, yeah, well, yeah you, you talked about voltage being amazing yeah voltage was really good and they had other ones that were super dank and good too but it, it's interesting that they started off being like this like very interesting brewery they had a beer that uh, well, i i can't go into it too much because i i i'm gonna butcher it but it was this insane beer that was like super high alcohol and like it was called like something black. We'll have to look up look it up later. But like you know, uh, for the listener, do some research on Mystic, uh, even though you can't ever drink it because they're dead. Uh, and then get back to us about what this beer is I'm talking about. <laughs> but um, yeah, and any other notable things like what were our go to IPAs outside a single cut in 2016? Morph, Night Shift Morph. Oh, they, I think they brought it back recently, but, yes. uh, and I'm, and most of these, Tony, you got me hooked on for sure. And I remember most and, and so many, and I would always seek out the morphs. Uh, I remember you introduced them to me. I remember we like, I forget where we were. It's probably at that dairy Queens or Julio's that we met at. Um, yeah. and, uh, and so you introduced me to the morph and I'm, I got hooked on it. I think we all did. And we often had it at our shares too. And just, it was, it, it's fun because you're constantly chasing a white whale because you'll have a badge that was so good. Uh, and then it'll be tough to get that again sometimes it, just cause I mean, it's always, it was always a good beer, but uh, you know, it's a rotating, it's an experimental series. Yeah. It was, it was, a, it was a swing or a miss either way. Yeah. Wasn't it? <laughs> Wasn't the deal with that was wasn't it that it wasn't a single hop thing, but it was like they kept like recycling like the yeast or something or whatever like some something about it was always like like they took one thing and then like they took a little bit of that thing and put it into the next thing, but they also added oh, a bunch of shit. I don't know if that's true. I don't know. That'd be pretty cool if they did. Um, I, 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 I don't know to be sure. I think that's possible that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. I, I, if that is really what they did, then that's even more incredible. And and we'll have to look into that. But um, can can you think of any more like? Ex- can you think of a more exciting beer for us to find when we were first doing this than like running into a Finback? No. <laughs> and and, and oh, one other uh, like um, uh, memory of that is. Once you grab Finback IPA, which you see a lot, and you try that, you're like, oh no 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 no, this one I'm, this one I'm gonna avoid. I'm only getting the other shit because the Finback IPA, like, while it is one of their staples, I don't get it. Like, they make such better beer than that beer. Yeah, it's it's pretty standard. Maybe the maybe the one that I tried was like old or something, but I just I I've never had the desire to get that beer again. Let me just say that. 
I, I totally agree with you. And, and like, I remember for me when I got hooked was when I was fortunate enough to find a can of the oscillation, an earlier ice oscillation. Yes. And it was so incredibly delicious. Like I, I, I think I consumed it by myself and I felt so guilty about it because it was so freaking good. But like that, like that became an obsession. Like anytime I ever saw a Finback, I would like seek it out. I would go and find it because like they were the best IPAs in distro. And that's insane to me that that was the best. And like now the, the scope of what's there. Mm. That, that Another one, is still one good though. Um, that actually I'm surprised we haven't touched upon yet. And I just saw it in, in this list that we're going through main beer co definitely was one that I sought out, um, you know, for three, four years ago. And it's, you know, it's, you can get that anywhere. That's actually one that we, you know, should have been a notable mention maybe even an honorable mention but uh because i would say they're pretty honorable <laughs> but, um but you know really anything from main beer co is uh you know depending what styles you like uh yeah the one that you i'm that's, sure you can find something you like that's spot on like i remember the first time i heard about lunch and like sought after lunch like when it first came in through distro like you could get it on draft only for a while we went to a British beer company. Do you remember this, Justin? I do. And we, we got, and, and it was just like so freaking good. We just got a bunch of lunches. And and our buddy Sam, who had lived in uh, New York, he's like, oh, yeah, I know about this beer. And, um, you know, because he, he's, he's a cool guy. So he knew about the beer. But, like, we didn't because we'd never heard about it or seen it. But, like, oh, my God. What a perfect beer. <laughs> and it really is. And and that is a it's it's the perfect uh, brewery and beer for this episode because lunch lunch is actually something you can find in distro quite a bit now, but my only problem yeah. with Main Beer Co is everyone also talks about dinner which you can never fucking get and that pisses me off. Brewery only. That, second, that sucks. Second, I don't second dinner brewery only. Fuck. I don't think I've ever had a fresh dinner. I have. I don't think I have either. Maybe maybe with Tony, but that that would be it. Uh, I, I never had it. I, I only yeah. had a thimble full once at Cold Harbor because I was lucky enough to be there when a bottle came through. <laughs> that's that's kind of how I that was. much, that much. I think I had like a super like there was a bottle that somebody had forgotten in the back of their fridge at work for uh, like years, and I tried it, and it was honestly kind of gross. So I just pretend like <laughs> I haven't tried it um, <laughs> because it was years old. I tried uh, like in the like a year and a half ago to get a uh, uh, a dinner uh, to share with you guys, and uh, it didn't go through. So sorry, I'm talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it's hard. We gotta we gotta start cruising through the rest of this. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. No, I totally understand. I mean, like it's so nice to talk about like the past because it brought so many positive things for us especially since like the whole motivation for going and finding these beers was to bring them to the share was to to have them together mm, um and right. that's what really kind of like made our friendships grow and made our beer knowledge and love grow uh love of beer so it's just it's it's incredible to take us into like you know to go from 2016 back to to 2020 and to see what's in distro now it is insane to me what i wrote on this list and, and let's just read through these, okay? For, for the listener who might be just getting into beer, for the listener who doesn't have a big background or does, the fact that these breweries are in Bistro now is insane to me. 
So three Floyds, we talked about that above. Hoof-Hearted, Old Nation, Aslin, Hardywood Park, The Rare Barrel, Lick Beer Project, Equilibrium Brewing Company, Burlington Beer Company, Toppling Goliath, Fanta Flora, Carton Brewing, Magnify, Triple Crossing, Jay Wakefield, Cigar City, Voodoo Brewing, Pipeworks Brewing Co., Rar Brewing, and Bell's Brewery. Ooh, these are same. whale brewings. These, mm. these are, these are when in 2016, 2017, 2018, when I was in my heyday of trading, I was seeking out. Okay. And now we can go to our local packy and get them. It's insane to me. Another one that we've, we've mentioned probably on the pod and definitely in person that is a brewery, not on this list because they were around here, but so many breweries that have been around here, we're getting so many more variants and uh, the rarer beers as well, but Epic Brewing's Big Bad Baptista. We got to yes. mention it. I mean, <laughs> when we would see like one of them, like the triple Big Bad Baptista, we would freak out. And now you walk in and there's like, like a half dozen variants. There's like, so yeah. many. It's like, and it's just like bottles. Yeah. They must it's make absurd. all their money off that beer <laughs> because, because they're it's, like, oh, let's put out seven of them this year. Yeah. I, yeah. It's, it's, really. it's insane to me that, that those beers sit on shelves because they're so good. We have to do an episode where we do a vertical of some of those variants because the thing that sucks with those beers is the triple barrel was absolutely amazing and then the next year we had the quad we tried their the variant of that year which was the quadruple barrel not not even close it wasn't even no sorry it wasn't yeah i i mean i agree and and it's too bad because like there there is some changes between the batches but but that's okay and now there's so many different adjuncts and, and and different variants it's it's something to look forward to so you know for 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 our listener the people who are just getting into the game now if you're really looking for specific beers um you know some of these big names you, you need to look out for so if you're looking for an ipa you're really going to want to look towards lick beer project equilibrium um toppling goliath magnify um rar and uh, if, if you like old styles, you know, Bell's, Bell's Brewery has like a really nice beer called uh, Two Hearted Ale, which, you know, has been heralded as one of the best IPAs in the country for a long time. Uh, another one to add to that if you're into IPAs is Hoof Hearted. If you run into those, those, oh, and Aslan, you're going to really enjoy yourself. Uh, as far as, you know, sours, if you run into the Rare Barrel, if you run into uh, Fanta Flora, if you run into, you know, Voodoo, um, you, you're, you're going to find more sours that are really good through them. And then lastly, to kind of touch on just for some of these big ones, if you're looking for stouts, you're going to really want to go towards that epic brewing, Big Bad Baptist, Big Bad Baptista. You're going to want to look for uh, Hardywood Park, which just came into Distro with their um, gingerbread stout and uh, some of their other variants like uh, Christmas Morning and Christmas Pancakes. Uh, both are delicious. Um, or looking towards something like um jay wakefield which does come in every once in a while they make adjunct stouts which are really next level also uh, bells does some really hardcore stouts if you're if you really want to put some hair on your chest they do really really strong stouts that are probably for some but not others if you're if you're looking for like a sweet milk boy titty boy do the jay wakefield if you're looking for something a little 
a little bit more traditional, probably go for the bells. Yeah. But I think it's important for us to talk about beers that you just can't pass up. Okay. Like if you are in a liquor store and you walk past these beers and you don't purchase them, you are doing a giant disservice to yourself. So this is incredibly rare and only comes in once or twice a year. But if you are fortunate enough to be in a liquor store that has Cantillon and you don't walk away with it, even if it's just the Oud Goose, you are fucking up. That's the one. That is like, that's one. It's on a, a tier of its own. Uh, I've never seen Cantillon in Distro. Never. Uh, that's how it's, it's very tough to get. And that is really one of the most sought after breweries in the world, if not the most sought after. So yeah, you got to get that one. Yeah. And again, this might not be something that's going to be out, but if it is, and you walk past it, if you walk past that, that guy who's tripping, uh, while holding a a glass of beer and you don't purchase it, that is uh, a problem. Uh, another thing that we love on this podcast, uh, Dree Fontaine or Dree Fontanen. I don't know how to say it, but Tom says Dree Fontaine and I say Dree Fontanen. So uh, you pick, but you, you you need to pick up those beers. Okay. Specifically, you know, like the goose is going to be good. The Creek is going to be good. The homage is going to be good. And the cuvee that Armand and Gaston is going to be really an incredible beer for you. You're going to want to try that. It's crazy how, uh, and I hate to say this, but I think 3F is becoming a little bit of a dust collector. It is. But for people who are just getting into beer or just trying to get into uh, old world stores, it's such a good introduction into the style and it's delicious. If you want to save money, you're going to want to look out for the uh, Oud Boon which is super cheap in smaller bottles, but uh, they have a really good goose and a really good Creek. Um, as far as other beers that we're kind of, you know, looking out for, if, if you're in the liquor store and you're looking for a good Pilsner, it's really important that you give Jack's Abbey a look. Now this is for those who are in the region, but it is out of this world delicious and you're going to love it. The same for Lupolo from Oxbow. Uh, both of these two brewers we've talked about uh, quite a bit here. But if you're somebody who's looking for more of a, you know, uh, a German style Pilsner and you're in your, you're in your local packy, um, the Ironbacker, Brunheren Pils and the Rothhaus Pils are both incredible. And so when we're kind of talking about lagers um, to look out for when we're in our package stores, I think, I think it's important that we, uh, Talk about beers from places like Night Shift, okay? Night Light is a very good representation of a light beer. Uh, And I give Night Shift a lot of credit for coming up with something like that (laughs) to put out. Um, But I also want to tell people that if you're into a more traditional lager, there is an organic lager from Samuel Smith. Um, Most of the time, Samuel Smith beers come in like with, with gold foil around them, it just makes you feel fancy. And uh, you can get them pretty much anywhere in the world, and they're really delicious. I think, um, you know, and, and Tom and Justin, you can certainly tell me if I'm wrong, but this podcast will endorse Miller Lite for president. Uh, Absolutely. As being one of the best loggers that you can get across the anywhere ever. Um, we love it, and we drink a lot of it. We're all drinking it now. Um, for those of us who are around these parts, you know, we talk about these beers, but House Beer from Jack's Abbey is an incredible full-bodied flavorful lager. 
and then um, there's a really nice lager from main company, which is beer five. Uh, they have kind of a number series and uh, it's delicious. So I don't, I, I don't see those as much anymore. Front, I don't either. Um, but I'm hoping that they kind of come back. I see. Uh, I see a lot of the peeper ales. I feel like that's always one that I see when I uh, when I see main beer co. I love, actually surprisingly I love a lot of lunch. Yeah, you what? You I love see I love lunch too. I love the peeper one. Mm. Peeper's delicious, but it's not a lager. Um, so no lager. <laughs> again, a lot of beers to go through here, guys, for the listener. But this is really just more for you to you know trust us in that we've spent a lot of time drinking beers. Um, so we want to give you guys good, uh, ideas on what to look for. So if you're looking for an IPA, honestly, we've already talked about this. If you can find Finback, if you can find a Finback IPA in your local liquor store, you got to get it because it's delicious. And something for me, that's probably my favorite or amongst my favorite is their, their smooth beats Miami, which is literally like a coconut, <laughs> Uh, IPA and it's delicious. Um, something that's really uh, in a lot of liquor stores right now is the Celebration Fresh Hop IPA from Sierra Nevada. It's got that beautiful, perfect red uh, label on it, and it's just absolutely incredible. Um, again, for our night shift friends around here, Whirlpool and Santilli, uh, really good representations of a simple IPA. Uh, I wanted to do a throwback here. I thought this would be fun for 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 folks who can get pretty much this beer anywhere. But the Sculpin from Ballast Point, you remember that beer? Ooh, oh, yeah. I do. Remember that was a big deal. It? Yeah. Like like six years ago, probably now, like back 2014. That was a big deal. Everyone was talking about Sculpin from Ballast Point back in the day. It's a very yes. highly rated sure. It's a 4.41 on a, on a beer advocate. That's way higher than I would think. Yeah. I mean, I mean, people like it and they made a bunch of different variants on it. Um, but I think the OG is, is the best in my opinion. Absolutely. Um, you know, again, another more local uh, in new England and maybe towards New York uh, lunch, main beer company, fantastic beer. You're not going to go wrong. You're going to feel really good about yourself. And it, it, it just, tastes good and it makes you feel good. It's not going to be too much of a palate destroyer. Uh, one that's recently come into Destro in the past two years is uh, Cigar City's JLA, which is a pretty good representation of the style. Again, not a New England IPA, but is that a bad thing? <laughs> I've always in my head, not. I've never gotten that beer, but I've always in my head pronounced it I Halai, but I'm probably oh. wrong. No, I I mean that's probably better than me just butchering it and saying JLA. No, uh, I, it probably is JLA, but I sh- I need stuck going hi LA. <laughs> I I I think I'm, I've heard it pronounced hi LA, but I think I've I've also pronounced it JLA, and somebody corrected me to hi LA, and I felt really uh, I I don't know is there some kind of I I don't know I, Either- I I'm in the same boat as you Tony so. Either yeah, way, Justin. I guess I just don't really care. If I don't care either. Yeah, if you see that fair. can, though, the, the, the crazy thing about it's that a beautiful can, can, it is. I've never, and I don't even think I've ever had that beer. And if I have, I forgot. But that beer, you see, it's a, isn't it a green can with orange text? Yeah, like yeah. it is very. It sticks out. You'll notice it. Like that beer will see you before you see it, pretty much. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And 
a lot of people really like that. And I think it's nice because it's just different from a New England IPA. Um, if you're fortunate enough to come across anything from Commonwealth Brewing Company uh, down in the Virginia area, uh, the Poppy Chulo is a very good IPA. It's in a purple can and it's, it's, it's quite striking. Um, up here, a uh, partner with Jack's Abbey, uh, its its counterpart is called Springdale Beer Company. And if you haven't had any of their IPAs, uh, most of them are really delicious. But I remember when it first came on the scene, people were really excited about it. Um, and the Am I Right was a really, really good uh, just yep. New England IPA. Um, another good one that's from uh, upstate New York is the uh, Juice Bomb from Sloop Brewing. Um, and then one that I haven't seen in quite some time, but it used to be really popular, was the B72, which was from 14th Star Brewing. Uh, I believe it was just like a purple can. And uh, it used to fly, or actually it might have been a green can, and it used to fly out of uh, Julio's. Um, and the last one that I'll talk about for IPAs is the Two-Hearted Ale, which is Bell's Brewing. Uh, again, we kind of talked about that earlier, that it's like heralded as a, a very wonderful IPA. Um, and it's a good representation of the style. Uh, it's not my favorite because it's just kind of like very plain. Um, and I think that lunch actually is a much better beer, but again, it's gotten a lot of notoriety moving into that double IPA, you know, again, anything Finback you find, go for it. Uh, the softly spoken magic spells from single cut. That's an, that's, that's an old beer that we used to love, but it's one that's really good. Um, Anything that comes in from Hoofhearted, they tend to do, you know, IPAs, double IPAs, or triple IPAs. If you find it, go for it. Um, you know, a, a region-specific beer from Burlington Brewing Company is called It's Complicated Being a Wizard, and it's super delicious. But uh, it might be hard for you to find if you're not in this region. So one that's always everywhere is called Pseudo Sue, and it is a beer from Toppling Goliath, and it is a delightful beer. They have DDH versions and Citra galaxy mosaic, all of the, all of the, uh, the, the foof hops that everyone loves. Um, any of those are delicious. And the King Sue by toppling Goliath is even better. It's that super Imperial version. That's really going to crank up, uh, that, uh, hop resiny dank sort of experience for you. Um, one that I thought would be good just to throw in there. Cause it's something we don't talk about a lot is too juicy from two roads brewing. You guys remember that beer? Oh yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah. Not bad. Solid beer. No, not bad. Um, but one that's more open to the country pipeworks brewing company makes a great double IPA called Ninja versus unicorn. I think they even have an Imperial version of it. Um, and it's just a good beer. Um, but if you're around and you ever see, again, you know, beers from Magnify, beers from Foreign Objects, Equilibrium, Hoofhearted, you're going to want to give those a try if you're a fan of the uh, dank New England IPAs. So moving into sour beer, I mean, we've talked about this. We don't need to go into talking about um, Dree or Cantillon. Uh, Tom is a big fan of Allagash. Oof. Got to get those cool ships. If you find a cool And honestly, anything in the 375 bottles, the sours, with a little cork in the, the wire um, cage top, those, you will enjoy it every single time. Every time. Yeah, you're really not going to want to pass those up. You know, like, um, what's the what's the one? Like You pick two. Yes. Is yes. that what it is? That's the one. Um, 
maybe like fresh no not fresh pick yeah yeah the 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 you pick series is incredible and it's got different fruits and it's wonderful um Uh, pick your own is that what it's something like that that's it spot on nice nice job pick your own is the beer you pick two spanera (laughs) (laughs) that's for a different podcast that you know lunch podcast um but for us two other beers the lunchbox. Uh, two, two other beers to look out for if you have the ability to is just Barn Beer from Plan B. It's just a really oh, nice yeah. representation of the style. Simple, uh, not fruity, a nice base beer, but it's delicious. And then Creaky Bones by Firestone Walker, which is a creek. And um, it's just a delightful beer. Something we've never talked about. We have never talked about Firestone Walker on this podcast. That's true. We, uh, they deserve more of our time. I agree. That's a New Year's resolution for the Canning Run pod. I agree. And just some others to look out for if you ever come across them. Cantillon, Grimm, Fontaflora, Rare Barrel, Cascade, Crooked Stave, Almanac, Oxbow, Tuol, uh, Jackie O's, uh, Goosery, Tilkin, Goose Boon, Truve, Hermit Thrush, American Solera, Upland, and Jester King, just to name 20. Can I just I just want to throw in one thing here other than some of the upland stuff is like hidden gems and that stuff sits for a while but what I really wanted to say was Oxbow I'm going back to the value plays dog Oxbow beer super cheap I mean we're talking like some bottles are like $3 $4 take chances on that shit cuz they do good stuff Yeah I and and I think based off of how much uh great beer we've had from oxbow you're, you're not going to be disappointed and and what's nice about them is that like on the price spectrum they have those low ends which is so rewarding and then they have really high-end beers that are also just as incredible yeah um, and they age really well and some of them sit on shelves but if you find one that's older buy it and uh, you will love it we promise definitely and then lastly, just kind of transitioning into stouts. Again, you guys know what we love, and we've talked about it all the time. Gunner's Daughter is certainly a beer that I will endorse for this podcast, and I don't even care what they say. I don't even care what Tom and Justin say. <laughs> hey, I love I that love shit, it. too. I love that shit, too, dog. It's absolutely. Obviously, we love the breakfast stout um, from Founders, which is a really nice oatmeal stout. But another nice oatmeal stout, again, I'm going to throw Samuel Smith's on there. They make a nice representation of the style, and they're from England. So it's just kind of fun to have something that's, uh, you know, an import. Um, Just things to look out for if you're in your package store and you're really, you know, wanting a stout, either if it's barrel-aged or an adjunct or a standard, you're going to want to get anything you see from Prairie. Uh, and, and that's just a pro tip for you. Um, I know for all of us here at the podcast, we've loved Jackie O's and they always have delicious barrel aged versions of their standard beers. I, I'm going to interrupt for one second because I just, I want to preface this because if this is the list you need to pay attention to, because this list is perfect. Like how you list, if you just listed these from your brain, Tony, you fucking hit so many home runs on this list. I just want to give you credit. Well, thank you so much. Um, I do feel proud about this stout list for sure. <laughs> so if you, the listener, are looking for a stout and you walk past all of these breweries and you don't give them a second of your time, start drinking wine. Fucked up. <laughs> and you should drink a cab sov. <laughs> You're on out. Okay? So... 
I said Prairie. I said Jackie O's. Four Hands Brewing makes incredible beers. The Madagascar vanilla is vanilla ice cream in a stout without being overly sweet. I don't know how they do it. One of my favorite stouts we've had ever. It's that good. And that's not an exaggeration. It's incredible. Not even close to an exaggeration. It's that good. Um, One that comes in from Canada and is pretty uh, widespread. You can find it pretty much anywhere. It's called Untitled Arts. And they do collaborations with so many different people. It's incredible. But they also make really, really good stouts. Can, can I mention one of those good stouts? Please do. The, they're Neapolitan. Um, like they're, it's like, you know, supposed to be like Neapolitan ice cream. They're Neapolitan stout. One of the best at giving you vanilla, chocolate, and strawberry in like distinguishable notes. Um, and, and I feel like you can find that when, when they have it, they get a lot of it. So you can find it. Yeah. And that's going to be found in 16 ounce cans. So, uh, for those who are looking for bottles and you get bottles at Prairie, you get bottles at Jackie O's, you get a bombers from uh four hands. You're going to want to look for cans for untitled arts. Cause that's how they sell their beers. Well, they, they uh, used to do bottles for the Neapolitan. I don't okay. know if they still, I don't know if they still do, but it used to be a 12 ounce bottle. Okay. Maybe Good. I, I didn't know that. Um, one that you probably will look past every time because again, it's another import is this incredible brewery called Pojala. Um, they make insane beers, like insane adjunct stouts and insane barrels. And they're always so freaking good. Porters too. They do, they do porters that drink like stouts that they, they're not afraid to like treat a porter like a stout and give it some, um, very tasteful adjuncts. Like I know they do shit with like cinnamon, um, you know, obviously coffee, chocolate, all that shit. But um, I mean, I, I just, I don't think that we did a Porter thing. So I just kind of wanted to throw Porters in with the stouts. Yeah. And, and, and I kind of left it towards like that, you know, like these are Porter yeah. stouts, like these, these are the breweries that make really good ones. Uh, but yeah, don't overlook Pojala. They are fantastic. And especially if you're able to find one with a wax, uh, a wax top, buy it, buy it immediately. Um, you won't be disappointed. Jay Wakefield Brewing stuff comes up randomly. Uh, as we had in the podcast in the last share, we had one of their like Sherbert sours um, that, you know, mixed feelings amongst the crew, but their stouts are really where they win. Um, and, and, and they can do really great work. So if you find them, if you're lucky enough, buy it and you'll probably be happy. You might not be. Um, I know one brewery that we have been consistently very pleased with, and they can kind of be really expensive, is Evil Twin. They make incredible, incredible stouts. All over the spectrum, too. You can get uh, you know, a lot of drinkable stouts. I don't know off the top of my head the names, to be honest, of ones for certain um, you know, styles within the style really, but they, you know, you can get your pastry boys, you can get your drinkable stouts. Um, uh, you know, of course do that little bit of researchers, Jay, like you always say, um, to pull up untapped when you're in the liquor store to, you know, do a little research and see what it's about because they have a very wide selection of different kinds of stouts that drink totally differently. You're, you know, depending on your tastes, you're going to like, like what you like but uh if you're not picky you're probably gonna like them all like us the the other thing with evil twin is some like they make such pastry boys that like if that's your thing you'll probably love them if you despise that 
you probably will not love a lot of what they do because they're one of these breweries that they are not afraid to beat a dead horse. Like how many, how many different styles of uh, that Jesus beer that they do? Like, have you seen like birthday cake, Jesus, like English muffin, Jesus, like, like those, I made those up, but like pretty much they have hundreds of those. They are, they are not bashful about it though. Not at all. Um, But even, you know, if you just get like the base one, when they first started coming out with those Jesus, they're, they're, it's not overly done. It's kind of funny how they've taken that, um, that base beer. And then just, like you said, you beat a dead horse. So they've done that. Yeah. It's delicious, but they've done it. (laughs) Yeah. But but what's good about them is that like, they'll make it very clear and and very large writing about how ridiculous they are. And that's part of it. Like they just push the envelope and, and you'll know by the price point, like if you're spending 30 plus dollars on one bomber or one three fifty, like you, you know why? Cause they put an insane amount of adjuncts in it. Um, but one beer, one brewery that's the literal exact opposite from evil twin is called central waters. Oh, now this, this brewery is incredible. They are like just the most impeccable brewers. They make beer that is, super high class. Their labeling is very simple, um, but they do so many different variations on their beers and they're amongst the best. I I would say for, for distro barrel aged beers. They specifically their it's their series is called the brewers reserve series. Mm. Um, And the thing that's special about that is I'm pretty, I believe that they're all barrel aged and listen to some of the stuff that they do. They do one that's called Peruvian Morning, which is one that we love. Mm. Um, and that one, I believe, has some cinnamon and coffee. Uh, that one's delicious. Uh, and they, they have more than 12 beers in this series. Oh, no, I'm thinking of Cassian Sunset. Peruvian Morning is, is also excellent. <laughs> these are the ones that you can find. Peruvian Morning and Cassian Sunset. Those are the ones I'm going to point out because we've been able to find them easily. Incredible beers. You're not going to be disappointed. But they they also, and, and those ones are incredible. But if you're not fortunate enough to find those, they also have just like bourbon barrel-aged stout. And it is like such a wonderful representation of just a bourbon barrel-aged stout you'll find in Distro. And it'll really give you an idea of like what a balanced beer with great barrel character tastes like. I don't think I've had just the straight up Central Waters stout. That is good. Dude, That's good I've to know. Had, I've had that and, and and the barley wine, and they're just wonderful. Um, another another brewery that we've talked about that does incredible uh, barrel aged beers each year is the uh, Goose Island BCBS. Mm. Um, this year we were fortunate. We we all went out and we got the newest variants, and we're we're really excited to get together once COVID's not you know so crazy and and have these beers. I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. We have to get together and we, this needs to be a big thing because we're like three years behind on our BCBS, but we have them all. So yeah. uh, we can't let that happen again. These nah. I'm excited for these ones. There were some pretty cool stouts. And actually this was one that I, I, uh, I, I think if you see a BCBS variant and it's not black Friday or soon after black Friday, that's one that I never pass up because back in the day, the variants used to not last till noon on black Friday, 
Now they probably are just because the distribution game is so strong uh, and competitive, but it, I, that's one that I would not pass up. And, and that's one that you're going to want to share with friends, not only because it is uh, like a $25 beer, <laughs> like for some of the yeah. adjunct ones, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, like you're never going to go wrong getting the original, like the, the straight up BCBS. It's so good. It really is. Every year it's consistently good. It's, you know, it's a little, it's a little on the heavy bourbon booziness side, but not in a bad way. Not in like a, this beer is like it's bourbon flavor. It's not like booziness. So that, that was probably the wrong word to use, but whatever. Very balanced, but yeah. it has the strong bourbon character, but not overwhelming for sure. Yeah, for, for someone who's, who doesn't have a good understanding of, of what that barrel, barrel character means, it might be boozy to them, right. but it, it's not boozy in the sense that like the booze overpowers and offsets the balance of the beer. So it's like, it's a very well brewed beer and it's a very well understood. It's a very good understanding of like what needs to happen in order to, to make the, the barrel aging successful. Uh, and, and they do that at such a huge scale. I, I don't even know how it's fathomable. It's, I know. They invented the game. Yeah, yeah, they they, they well, know better true. than anybody. That's yeah. true. They did invent it. They invented the style. Um, but let's move on. So we've we've talked about Epic, Big Bad Baptist, the series. Uh, look out, listeners. We're going to hopefully come to you with a with a full vertical of uh, this year's variants. Um, but one that holds a huge place in my heart that I could not not talk about, and I literally say for last is Revolution Brewing, Death's Tar. Yes. Now. This beer literally comes in, in 12 ounce cans. It comes in a four pack. The cans are the, the 12 ounce cans are like 12 to $14 a piece, which means that the, the four pack is like close to 50 bucks. Now that's <laughs> insane. Okay. But it is the best barrel aged beer I've ever had in my life. And their variants, they only do very simple ones. They have a coffee version and it is, one of the best barrel-aged coffee beers I've ever had in my life. Um, if you walk past a 12-ounce can of Death's Tar or any of its variants and you don't pick it up, I'm just so upset with you because it <laughs> is the most delightful and delectable beer. Like, the the balance is so perfect. Like, we love balance here, and we've talked about it a lot with a lot of these stouts here. And this list is <laughs> is thick, with like really freaking good breweries that you can get in distro. So there's a lot here, but for me, and I've been talking a lot through all of this. Um, so please weigh in my friends. But for me, that's my, that's my number one. Death's tar from revolution brewing is my number one stout slash barrel aged stout. And uh, you, you just have to buy it and try it if you haven't had it. I, I love it. One one of the things I love about that stout, and this is my only tasting note, one of the best coffee notes on any any uh, stout, period. And one of the most pure, like, you you almost forget you're drinking a beer with that one. It's a great beer. I, I Also, I think uh, we'll definitely post this list. We've been through a lot of beer. Uh, and, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, we will make this accessible to all you listeners out there because... Uh, there's a lot, a lot here in, in distro is 
tough to navigate. There's a lot going on. Uh, you know, we've mentioned it a few times. I, I remember I was listening to one of our other episodes earlier this week when Jeremy was talking about navigating uh, Total Wine, and it's just um, it's it's a lot. It's uh, there's a lot going on, a lot to choose from, and it's, it's only going to get bigger. Yeah, and 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 we just threw a lot of breweries and beers at you guys. So we totally understand, but we wanted to give you a pretty comprehensive list of, of what is out there. So you really are empowered to start having really good beers. Uh, learn from us who have spent way too much money on this and, and like go for the goods, man. You know, don't take a, don't take a risk on a beer that you're spending $25 on a four pack and then take it home and be like, wow, that was kind of a letdown, you know? So that's the thing about beer is like you, you could spend $25 on a, on a bottle that kind of sucks. And also be like Justin, those mix and match six packs (laughs) to get that fifth. I'm not kidding though. I, you know, and in all honesty, don't be afraid to throw a Miller light or two to finish off your six pack just to get that deal. That is, it is is life packs. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's it's incredible. It's it's like oh it's two dollars for another Miller Lite. It's like you don't want anything else. You throw a Miller Lite in. You get fifteen percent discount on your whole six pack now, and you get a Miller Lite. I know there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, nothing. Do you guys want to do a palate cleanser? Yeah, yeah. let's uh, let's uh, let's transition do a little palate cleanse. Let's do a little bit of like palate cleanser. So um. This palate cleanse, um, it's, it's a few weeks in the past now or l- last month, um, but I was reading an article about Small Brewery Sunday. So, um, you know, you have Thanksgiving, then Black Friday, then it's Small Business Saturday, and now Small Brewery Sunday is a thing. So this kind of contradicts a lot of what we have been talking about because um, the point of Small Brewery Sunday is to go support your local small brewery and not your local distributor. So, you know, we all know that's very tough right now and a lot of these places are closed, but, um, you know, supporting that small local brewery is very important. And especially in these times, um, the, the article I was reading was from foodandwine.com uh, by Mike Pomeranz. Uh, and essentially, so last year in, in 2019, um, the, Brewers Association came up with the Small Brewery Sunday to kind of fit this trend of um, Black Friday and Small Business Saturday. And, you know, one of the things they noted was that right now, this is the most important Small Brewery Sunday um, ever. It's the second one ever, so it's not really saying much. But um, one of the things they cited was that, um, you know, they they took a, a survey amongst their brewers and there was a a large population that was um, really not sure and not confident that they would be around a year from now. Um, I don't have the, uh, an ad popped up, so I can't pull that up right now. So I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll get back to that. Um, we'll edit this out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, there's, it's a struggle right now for small breweries and that's why you see a lot of um, a lot of these beers making it to distribution too. Um, but if you can go to the source and, you know, 
drink from there or, or at least get, you know, pick up some cans, bottles, growlers, anything, uh, anything to kind of relieve the, that, that pain from the breweries, you know, distribution market takes a, a big chunk, big cut of that. So, um, and really it's those small breweries that keep the, uh, the craft beer community alive. So, um, yeah. What are your guys thoughts on small brewery Sunday? I think it's, delightful and i think that um small businesses are super important right now you know we really gotta like do our best to support them um and small breweries are small businesses so you know tom you you said it so well you know these are the places that are like the epicenters for our community you know we we really talk about it all the time that beer is about each other beer is about supporting one another and supporting the culture, I think is the most important thing that we can do right now. If you're not feeling like you can um, leave your house right now, you know, you're hunkering down and you're socially distancing. That's okay. Maybe you can buy a, um, if you're able, um, you know, merch or a gift card or something like that for when things are better so that those uh, small businesses have that money now to survive and thrive and make it through this, this next will not thrive, but just survive and survive through this next period of time, which is going to just be harder and harder on people, especially as numbers grow. So uh, kudos to you time for bringing that up. It's important. Right. And, and I, sorry that I got, got rid of that ad. It's 78% of their, um, of the brewers association, the, the breweries that they, they pulled 78% of breweries um, said they were um, uh, only, sorry, cut this out for a second. (laughs) 78% of small breweries are confident that they'll still be open this time next year. 78, three and four. That's not that much. I mean, so like if you have, you know, you think about your surrounding towns if there's four breweries and you know, the five surrounding towns where you live, one of those might be gone. That's yeah. tough. And, it's and, sad to think about. And like, like Tony said it, like if you care about like beer culture, like the best way to make sure that that survives, especially in your area is to go to where you feel that connection to the culture most, which is probably your local brewery. And I mean, I mean, I, I know it, it seems obvious and I mean, I'm, I'm especially like thankful that this palate cleanse is in this episode because yeah, you can get great stuff in distro, but you should still really be trying to get some good shit from your local brewer because they're the ones that are really taking the biggest risks and they don't really have a lot of them don't have a distribution model. So like they're relying on you to go there, fill a growler, drink a pint if you can and feel comfortable and are, and like Tony said, if you're able to, and if you're not, you know, most of these companies have made sure to evolve enough to try to take this on by selling products online or selling, uh, you know, you maybe you can get beer delivered. I know some places are doing that. Yeah. Like, like do that. I mean, show them that you care. Show them like you're, you're going to drink beer anyway. So, you know, if one of your four beer purchases is from a, a local brewer, that's going to make a difference. So you should really consider doing that. Yeah. Hell yeah. If you can, please do. 
and you know support your local beer economy and support your local beer culture because you know it's where friendships are made and that's where cultural significance happens it's important and just like um you know we just said that that uh whatever it's called the um small brewery sunday it already happened but uh do it anyway do it anyway this isn't my idea this is someone else this is tony's idea i think but every sunday should be this is tom's idea idea. this is tom's idea every sunday should be small brewery sunday and i agree with that like however you can make that happen do it i mean these places definitely need it and it sucks that something that's completely out of their control is killing many once thriving businesses agreed let's do what we can guys um if it's okay maybe we transition into the final thoughts of this you know and i'll start um as we've talked about, you know, Distro has has been important to all of us. It gave us a safe place to navigate the beer world, you know, walking into a brewery, especially a place where, you know, it's time sensitive can be difficult. You know, your first time at Treehouse can feel like a big deal, especially if you don't know what to get. But in a liquor store, in a package store, you can go through and you can use your untapped to help you pick out what you like, um, or you can just navigate through the aisles and take a chance on something and maybe you'll find something you love. I'm so grateful for Distro for what it's done to our friendship. I'm so grateful for Distro for the foundation it gave me as a beer drinker. I love it. Agreed. Um, I mean, as far as Distro goes, it is your window to the outside beer world. I mean, you gotta, you gotta appreciate what's around you, but you know, also appreciate what's able to come to you because of these brewers success. Like I'm, I'm always grateful when I find a Finback beer, single cut beer, grim beer. And even that's just, that's not very far away from here, but still I'm not driving four hours to New York, especially now, like to get some of that (laughs) beer, but the fact that they distribute it here and gives you a taste of something outside of new England, I'm all for it. And especially, especially when you're lucky enough to find something from California, like, I found a McKellar San Diego Pilsner recently. Amazing. And that's a little, for, for me who has family in San Diego, that's a little taste of, you know, like a home away from home almost. So it's, I love Distro. Uh, yeah. Everything you said, totally agree with. It's, um, it's very overwhelming at times when you walk in, especially now when uh, really the, the amount of breweries that have gone into distribution because of the competition um, and they've all built up so much and they need to have all this inventory and they need to sell it. It's, there's a lot there. It's confusing. It's tough to navigate. Um, you know, hopefully these, these beers, uh, can, that we've talked about today can really guide you and they're some great recommendations. And, you know, like we said, if you don't, if you pass some of them, we'll be pretty disappointed. Um, so don't pass the ones we said don't to pass, but, um, uh, also don't be afraid to, you know, swing and miss. We've all taken chances on beers that didn't, that weren't that good. And, you know, especially if you drink with friends, it's always just a fun time. So uh, let it further evolve your beer knowledge and uh, your beer shares and friendships. Well, there you have it, folks. 
Thank you so much for joining us today for this episode of the Canning Run Podcast. And take a chance on yourself and take a chance on your friends. But don't take a chance on life. Never drink and drive. Thank you for listening. That is going to do it for season one of the Canning Run Podcast. As always, we are New England boys, and we always will be. So uh, support those New England breweries during this dreadful, miserable time, and hopefully we'll see you for season two. Peace out. she's worried about she's way better than me i drive like a fucking beef taco beef taco taco. (laughs) wait wait how does a beef taco drive i don't know like beep beep i'm here (laughs) wait did you say beef taco or beef taco beef These are going to be tough episodes.